Oh, I suppose someone's going to have a little victory lap after that Eagles pick over the Cowboys. Welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Hey, joining us on the program today, Odyssey NFL insider Jason Locke and Fora tells us, who can boast the most impressive performance from week nine. And then at 1020 Eastern time, Jim Root from the three-man weave will dive into college hoops with a season opening today. But first, boy, it was a week for the favorites in week nine. They go 10 and two straight up, eight and four against the spread, including the Cowboys and Eagles. Philadelphia covers the minus three, barely by multiple occasions. Still, though, they win 28 to 23. This game goes over the 46 and a half. CeeDee Lamb with an outstanding performance. Dallas Goddard has a bit of an injury that perhaps we shall bring up here. But Joe, did the Eagles win this more than the Cowboys lost this? Or was this just simply a game of inches where it really could have gone either way? Yeah, probably uh, column A, column B, a little bit of both. I mean, Dallas did outgain them by over 100 yards. Uh, Philly failed to get to that 300-yard mark. You know, we can nitpick on the Eagles all we want, but in the end, they're 8-1. and one. And I know people in the Philadelphia area are doing just that. Uh, in the end, you guys are 8-1 and one right now, so it's a little challenging to do that. Now, the schedule that they have coming up – some of those are going to end up being losses. But, I mean, you want to talk about Game of Inches. The rock-solid number that we had all offseason, all season, and until it closed yesterday was three. And if Dak's foot is two inches to the left, he gets that two-point conversion, and we probably end up with a push on this number. So I, I do think that if you're being honest and you're a Philly's backer, Philly backer yesterday, that you probably got lucky with the cover that it was going to be a push. But, man, the C.D. Lamb <laughs> train continues. He has mm-hmm. been uh, phenomenal. And, you know, Hurts, the connection he has with his top two receivers every time he goes to them, <laughs> it is uh, it is quite efficient. The last, last couple of weeks when you see one incomplete pass to A.J. and Devontae, it's like, yeah, just just keep on going to them. Eagles fly, Eagles fly. All I wanted to do was text you guys Eagles emojis, and I've learned my lesson from my past mistakes in the group chat, so I refrained, and I'm so excited as the Eagles backer on the show. They'll probably end up losing when this goes back to Dallas AT&T Stadium, which that is where the Cowboys play very well, and they play four of their next yeah. five games there, and they've won 11 straight mm-hmm. there. So I will be a realist. The Eagles' upcoming schedule is very difficult, where the Cowboys might have a little easier, even though they're two and a half games back. This could be tighter if they get some help from Philly moving forward. But they, the Cowboys' defense, how elite is it? How good is it? Because they did give up some yardage to the Eagles Maybe that's something they need to work on moving forward. It always felt to me like the Cowboys-Eagles series would finish with a split. 
that somehow the Eagles would find a way to win at home and the Cowboys would eventually find a way to win at home. So I think in that respect, you know, this is kind of steady as she goes. Now, if this next game in several weeks uh, turns out to be in Philadelphia's favor, okay, then that's different. Yes, the Eagles are going to the division. They might get the one seed uh, in all likelihood because they already have that lead there. All of that's fine. But when it comes to the whole CeeDee Lamb conversation, can he finish as the receiving leader? Well, 11 receptions, 191 yards, uh, catch rate over expected of 12.2%. Does have a long way to go to become the league's receiving leader, trailing Tyreek Hill by approximately 250 yards. But also, he's trailing A.J. Brown by more than 100 receiving yards over expected. Lamb also hasn't been a great yak over expected receiver. And... Yes, this Cowboys offense has evolved over the last couple of weeks, and it leads me to believe that, yes, Dallas, you know, far be it from me to think that this fort, that, that 49ers loss from a few weeks ago was spelling disaster. The Cowboys are more than formidable enough to win the NFC East, more than formidable enough to make the playoffs. All that is fine. But when it comes to CeeDee Lamb and can he finish as the receiving leader, is it possible, though, that the best receiver on the field Sunday – was not wearing a Cowboys uniform, and maybe a certain Philadelphia Eagle is the best receiver and will finish as a receiving leader by season's end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it could come down to either of these guys. Th this is something that, that's wide open, and many people will get to it. Expected Tyreek to snap against his former team. He did not do that in that game. Great game plan against him. And, and it's funny, like, as far as receivers, it, it's been all about Tyreek for much of the season. And now we're talking about these two guys going back and forth in the NFC East. And this is not something that's trendy or it's just a couple of weeks. I mean, for A.J. Brown, it's been a couple of months. For C.D. Lamb, it's been a month of domination. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's still pretty wide open, you know, at this point with almost half a season still left to go. But, I mean, Joe, you were talking about betting C.D. Lamb, and he just keeps doing his thing. Did yeah, you end up betting him? I did. Offensive player at 75-1. to one. I saw this morning there was still one rogue 75-1, to one, but a lot of places are down to uh, 30, somewhere in that mm -hmm. range for offensive player. Yeah, and, and I suppose at 30, like, I don't know if the value is quite there just because, again, nah. there are other receivers. You know, A.J. Brown, you know, most notably. Also, too, Lamb trailing Brown and target share and team air yard share. Definitely, I think the Cowboys are, are more persistent when it comes to getting other guys involved. Jake Ferguson, uh, most notably, the tight end for the Cowboys. They want to get him a good bit more involved. Not sure that's going to be the case with the Eagles, especially with Dallas Goddard's injury. Definitely feels like Brown is going to be even more of a focal point for Phil Philadelphia going forward so mm -hmm. backing AJ Brown early and often definitely I think that's the play there how about we talk about Sunday night football we've got the Bengals and the Bills and Cincinnati boy they continue to roll they win 24 to 18 they cover all the numbers this game goes under Joe Burrow 348 yards two touchdowns but is that enough for serious MVP consideration Joe 100%. 100%. This is this is what he is, man. He's he's back the calf injury if you were holding out any hope like, "Oh man, maybe I'm not 100% sure San Francisco was expected to have a dud. Let's see him back to back weeks instead of after the bye." Well, we saw it again. We saw it again. He's absolutely in consideration. I saw this morning that he was the fifth favorite. The best number you can get out there is 9 to 1 for the MVP. I think his number should be shorter. 
And I maybe part of that is because of the lack of numbers that were posted in the first month due to the injury. If the record is there, and it's obviously because of him, 348, two touchdowns and a big spot last night, you go back-to-back weeks and take down San Francisco and Buffalo. Back-to-back weeks out of the bye is awesome. Two weeks ago, it was 50-1. to We had that conversation. Like, look, if he comes out and he looks like the old Burrow, they win these games, he's going to be in the mix. I would put him top three. There's some maneuvering that I would make with those odds, but I understand there's been a lot of movement over the last couple of weeks. It went from 50 to 20, and then it was cut again in half uh, after last night from 20 down to nine. Some spots have it at seven to one. I would put Burrow in the top three. Mm-hmm. This is why you need to listen to BetQL Daily on a regular basis. Joe's been telling you, watch out for Burrow. The number's going to get shorter. And here we are Monday morning. Sure enough, you know, it's happening. Burrow and the Bengals have won four straight. And now they've got some momentum. Burrow seems healthy. And he's been there before. This isn't like a fluke. They're not frauds. Like this number will get shorter. What better place to get betting advice than BetQL Daily? According to these BetQL Daily hosts, nowhere. Absolutely, that's uh, the play there. Okay, I actually want to disagree and push back on this okay. idea that Joe Burrow's numbers should be shorter and that there's value at 9-1 to and BetMGM, all of that stuff. So let's just look at the last two weeks and look at that as what is truly representative of what we're going to see from Joe Burrow for the rest of the season, which I think is fair. I think what we've seen the last two weeks, yeah, Joe Burrow is going to be fantastic and the Bengals are going to be fantastic. I think that's fine. But in the last two weeks, Joe Burrow has ranked fourth in passer rating, fourth in completion percentage over expected, fourth in success rate. Yeah, he's back, but he's not the best in any one of these metrics. The MVP attention is nice, but the value isn't there. And I think part of the problem is that we're clouding our judgment with what the Bengals have done the last couple of years, especially what they've done late in regular seasons to where we believe, okay, this is going to be a continuing of an uptick. And I look at this and go, yeah, Joe Burrow's great, but he's not the best. He's not performing like, say, you know, Lamar Jackson has, who's been going nuts as of late. Uh, you know, even Pat Mahomes, you know, being bereft of a lot of significant wide receiver talent. Yeah, that was a close game in Germany, which we'll get to in a minute, but he still performed more than admirably to where I think he should be the favorite for MVP. And so while I think Burrow has been fantastic, I think the other thing too is that the Bengals' defense has also been on a massive uptick. They've also improved at roughly the same pace, if not an even greater pace, than what Joe Burrow has. And so I think it's more of a collective team effort where if you want to back the Bengals, back them in terms of team futures, I wouldn't do it with Joe Burrow individually. Yeah, but if he's going to get knocked for his defense being top five, let's do it for everyone. Let's talk about Lamar and say he's got the best defense in the NFL. Let's do it with the Chiefs. Like We can't just give Mahomes all the credit and say, oh, yeah, by the way, as they keep asking him, is this the best defense you've ever had, best defense you've ever had? He's like, yeah, no doubt. It's the best defense in the NFL. So, of course, it's the best defense I've ever had. So, why why are we choosing to, to knock Burrow if we're not going to knock some of these other guys? And, by the way, part of part of my thinking there is Hurts is clearly hobbled. 
And that was the case last week. And he went down again yesterday, too, at some point. Does anybody believe that Jalen Hurts, who's a co-favorite at some spots, is going to make it the entire season? That's why he didn't win it last year, because he couldn't make it the entire season. I don't believe he will with, with half a season to go. Also, I, don't think he I will mean, either, good point about the other defenses. Yeah, I, I mean, Andy Reid also yeah, said I mean, this is the best Aaron. defense in the NFL. And I think the point was we were saying bet Burrow early. Like in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking mm -hmm. about this, not saying bet him today. Maybe some of the value is gone, but I still yeah. believe that number could get shorter. Oh, it will. No, it, it will if this continues. It will get shorter. Absolutely. And, and Aaron, I, I completely agree with you. Like if you're going to pounce on it, you should have done it by now. I'm saying now that at nine to one, I don't like the value at all, even though he's, you know, currently fourth or fifth on the list. I don't like where it is because for me to believe that Burrow really is a true MVP candidate. Yeah. His defense has been great. Yeah. All these other defensive, uh, you know, MVP, all these other defenses representing MVPs have been great as well. Aside from say Tua, uh, but other than that, I go, you know, so what? Joe Burrow's numbers have not been the best. And I need to see the best or second best for me to feel comfortable that he is an MVP caliber uh, candidate. And I think what we also have seen is that, and this is something we definitely need to bring up, is uh, with the whole Tua situation, like he's not getting a whole heck of a lot of help from his defense. And he's he went up against another really good team and things didn't turn out well for him and so mm -hmm. there's there hadn't been a whole lot of value in Tua for a long time and it's only getting worse because the narrative of how he performs against good competition against good defenses that continues to persist and I don't know if it's going to get resolved anytime soon Joe yep his offense put up 14 points in front of everyone everyone mm -hmm. there's supposed to be this explosion and okay we've got two of the top five offenses going on and people are waking up to that game on sunday morning and expecting an over a lot of people talked about an over or just a high scoring affair and then there was none of that yesterday so i yeah i certainly expect that to ding him and his number is going to come down a little bit and you know the other part is people love bro I think a lot, a lot of it decided he's going to be an MVP at some point, and then, and right now they're trying to figure out: is it going to be this year? Is, it, is there enough time for him, uh, even with the struggles with the calf early on? I also think Tua and the Dolphins need to play well against good teams, and that's where their yep. L's have come. Exactly. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue our Week Nine autopsy including how good the Baltimore Ravens really are. That's coming up right here on the BetQL Network.